0: asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number 1, that's not the nature of this show. And number 2, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for 2 hours or spreadsheet cash flows Because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that. The opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show, that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. You're listening to McNamara on Money. We are educating the investors of the South Shore and the Merrimack Valley this morning. Thank you for joining us. I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed with McNamara Financial with offices in Marshfield and Chelmsford, Mass. I have a plan this morning, sort of, maybe we're winging it a little bit, but that's okay. We're pretty good at that. I have a guest this morning who is Gwen Morgan. Good morning, Gwen. Good morning. Um, Gwen is the uh, the author of the What If Workbook, mm-hmm. which is, um, Wait, I'm going to read your tagline. Okay. Give the gift of preparedness to your loved one. Sure. Um, And so I, you know, what we're going to be talking about today is sort of organizing your affairs, financially and otherwise, Mm -hmm. um, in the event of you're passing and and leaving you know leaving a legacy um to your either your spouse or your kids or your or or your beneficiaries or your heirs so um i met gwen we were just we talking think about this off air. Ago, we 12 years we ago we think like 12 or so years ago actually Where I met you Mike, met you met my father you, yeah, you yeah, were yeah. too young to be doing this no same. i was in the yeah. business at that time <laughs> i was in the business since 03 okay. so i would have been i would have been around um but you met my father i don't even know what what's the the background. I can't remember how I met him, but as we were just talking about, he was the first
1: person professional. It was in 2006, I think, that he bought a bunch of my workbooks. He bought, that was the first time I had a volume and he yeah. had, um, had me do a workshop,
0: I believe at the public, um, Pembroke Public Library. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's a great fit for our business because we yes. work, you know, a, a lot of our clients are on the older side and, you know, they've been clients for a long time and we're, you know, we're ensuring that their financial affairs are in order to the best of our abilities um, and always recommending that, you know, they get their legal affairs in order and things like that. But this, you know, your, the book that you wrote is, it, it, it's aimed at getting sort of everything in order mm-hmm. before you're passing. And that's an awful thing to talk about, but it's just making things easier for whoever takes over. Exactly. And, and whoever steps in um, after your after your death. And, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, again, it's not a great thing to talk about, but I've, I've, you know, chatted with and I've come across many people in my life where things aren't organized right. when they step into an inheritance or, or managing someone's estate. And it's very stressful mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's a lot of work for that person or persons. And, and um, you know, what what you've done is is helped make that that transition much easier, much less stress for whoever mm-hmm. is handling things afterwards. So mm-hmm. um, we're gonna kind of talk about the workbook and, okay. and all things surrounding that right. this morning. If anyone wants to join us um, you can call into the studio 781 837 4900 if you're listening in on the South Shore and if you're listening in the Merrimack Valley you can email us questions at mac McNam- I'm sorry yep yeah, um, maybe we could find maybe we could get a caller for someone who um, had an experience either Bad or otherwise, Mm -hmm. in managing someone's estate, you know, I've certainly um, come across people that have, you know, just had a hard time. You know, take it can take months and months, if not years, to sort of organize things and close out, uh, you know, ensure that assets pass the way that, that people intended. And, um, again, it can just be a lot of stress. So so your efforts are, um, I'm actually in the midst of one of those right now, actually two of those right now with your family. Uh, one is my dad who passed away
1: two years ago. I'm co-trustee with my brother. And luckily he has a real business sense and he lives, we from Nashville, New Hampshire, he lives there so he can do a lot more. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so just taking care of all those affairs. And then a friend of mine, my age, it was horrible. She passed away last year and ah. um, I didn't know her really well, but I know her from my church. And we did go through the what if because she had breast cancer and she knew yep. that, you know, she knew her condition. Yeah, um, But she said, oh, I'm gonna do that later. I'm gonna do some of that later. And it's just... It's tough, and even and if so everything is together, yeah. we knew most about our finances and stuff. But then it turns out, you know, her father had just passed away. He had a house down in Florida, yeah. so there was all of his stuff that came into play. To her, so, yeah. yeah, but to have this filled out, um, it's such a godsend. Even you know, usernames, passwords. We're going to yeah. talk about, I think, what's in the workbook specifically. Yeah, yeah. but I do want to say um, you had said elders, so the premise of the workbook is, you know, what if? It's what if something unexpected were to happen to you. Yeah. So it's not necessarily for elder people. I'm almost thinking once you even have a child or have any sort of assets, especially if you're single, it's really important to sit down and do this. You know, so the what if workbook, it's a fill in the blank guide to help people get their affairs together. So I think it's pretty comprehensive because a lot of people say, I want to get my affairs together and I don't even know where to start. So this is why... You know, it's about, you know, finances, usernames, passwords, medical history, who you'd want to call in the case something happened. But it's even what if there's a flood or a fire or something like that. You know, I suggest they fill out the workbook, put it in a safety box, like a portable fire box, and then put in your workbook, your birth certificates, your passports, all of your important paper insurance policies. Um, And then it's what if you can grab it you know, put it in a safe place. I say like in a closet, some random closet. Yeah. And then you can grab it under clothes or blankets or something. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. What's,
0: what's, I forget the background regarding why you wrote the book. You had an experience. was it? Yeah. So, um, in the late
1: nineties, I, my father-in-law had Lou Gehrig's disease down in the Cape and he had a hospice volunteer and I've always done a lot of like part-time entrepreneurial things. My husband, traveled a lot at the time and um, so I always work part time so I was doing a lot of part time things and I said boy that, this hospice volunteer was such a wonderful person for my mother-in-law who was going through his my father-in-law's death and so I said I'd really like to do something like that so I took the training through Sasha Hospital and was a hospice volunteer for a few years Okay, and loved it and that's when I first saw that sometimes people passed and it's just so hard to talk about it you know when they're Dying, so I really encourage people to do this when they're well before there is a crisis, where they well can make good decisions. So I was a hospice volunteer, and um, then I worked. I found I loved working with seniors, so I did a lot of home care for seniors. Okay, and so through that, my mom passing, we weren't prepared. That was in '96. As time went on, I found my father didn't want to share any information with us. He was just like, didn't want to. So, you know, I thought, wouldn't it be great to have some sort of an organizational fill in the blank guide to use as a tool to start this conversation so it's not so threatening. They don't think you're greedy. It's like mom, dad, you know, I'm filling out this book. I'd really like to know where your finances are. My dad, I remember sitting at his kitchen table after I wrote the workbook and we got to the part about, you know, we're filling in his content tax, you know, who's your financial planner? Yeah. Who's your um, insurance person? You know, where it was all your stuff? And so we got to the banking part. You know, where's your bank? He writes it down. What's the account number? Because I don't want you to know that. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, oh here we go. You know, yeah. this is what he didn't want to tell us. Yeah. And um, so I said, you know, I don't want to know it now. We're gonna you but write the, it down. You're yeah. gonna keep it in your condo here. Right. We're gonna keep it in a safe place. So just in case I mean he was in his early eighties probably at the time, but healthy. Yeah. Um and so we're going through it and like his, all his like medical history, where his other things are, his, you know, service, his funeral, his end of life wishes, his obituary. You know, we're going to talk about that. And he's going along, he goes, yep, this is good. This is good that you ha- you're you going to have this. And so <laughs> it's like, because yeah. it, like you said, it's something we don't want to talk yeah. about. But if we can just make plans when we're well, and then to me, it kind of helps you think about living your life more fully, knowing that you've sure. taken care of this and gives you peace of mind. Sure. I know now my husband and I will get on a plane and my kids know my kids are like 33 and 30 now, yeah. but we say, you know where the what if is? And they go, Ugh mom, yeah, but (laughs) But it's a peace of mind. And you say,
0: you know, but if you don't know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. You say that about your dad, not wanting to share, Mm -hmm. you know, financial information. And so we, you know, as our clients get older, Mm -hmm. we, you know, we, we do feel it's appropriate to at least introduce the concept of, Hey, do you want anyone else involved in your finances, especially if it's a single person, but Mm -hmm. sometimes if it's a couple, um, you know, basically for this reason, so that, so that people are aware of what the financial picture is what where the assets are mm-hmm. um, you know and, and we think it's appropriate as they get older and and there's you know it, it's a mixed reaction to that and mm-hmm. some people are very open to that yeah no problem you know I want them to know everything I you know and, and sometimes people feel more comfortable having a family member there especially mm-hmm. if it's a, a single person Um, Sometimes they feel more comfortable if one of their kids is there kind of helping them understand things. Right, and sometimes if they're single,
1: they may not have a family. So it's like, who do you choose to to be your trustee, to oversee your assets, to do all this work, which is, can be a really hard decision. You gotta figure out who do I trust enough, who would want to do it. You don't wanna burden anybody else. It's a hard decision. Right. Yeah, That's why I think this friend of mine, like I said, who passed away, I didn't know her really well. I was bringing her to her treatments in Boston, but she knows that I do this work. Yeah, So I think she knew that I could, I knew kind of what to do after even though, it's still tough. So you when know? so when your dad passed, was his workbook all filled out? A lot of it was cuz I sat, I took two sessions, we sat and I filled it out with him. Yeah. So yes, it was filled out. Right. And my brother for the last year, my dad, my dad, he was made it to his 90th birthday, but wow. so the last That's year, just the last year he was starting to fail. Yeah. And my brother, bless his heart, cuz he lived in the same town was starting to sit with him, found out he wasn't really paying his bills. He sort yeah. of didn't let us know a lot of things. So yeah. yeah. So my brother luckily spent that last year pretty much getting to know his yep. stuff yeah. and putting that in order for him. Like, you know, you can understand this. So he had all these stock certificates, yeah. not in a brokerage not in account. An account all in, consolidated, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. When I saw him, I'm like, dad, if you have a fire here, that's going to be gone. <laughs> well, they were, actually, they were the actually the certificates and oh. he did not want to put them in an account because I like getting the dividend checks. I don't want anybody you to can know still about get, it. And you can still get the dividends with the right. He, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. was a whole. Yeah. That's when my brother sort of took over, and he actually got them, whatever he did with them, got yeah. them you know done. Deposit yeah, yeah, deposited them in a brokerage account or something. Yeah, but yeah. He, my dad, yeah, was kind of a character. That's kind of old school. Still yeah, you know, having stock certificates. School. Yeah, yeah most stocks are now held within anymore. an account. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's. um, yeah, yeah, these are super, very
0: old. Yeah, com- common misconception, because you can deposit stocks into a brokerage account and that brokerage account just serves as like a holding place. Yeah. And dividends are still paid. They are paid to the brokerage account, but they can right. be immediately sent to you. So it's, you know. Yeah. It's, but my it, dad, really had, has you know, he yeah. had his routine, you know. Yeah, he's yeah. just a character. He'd get yeah. up, he'd go to the bank. So he liked to
1: get <laughs> every day, check, go to the bank. Go to the bank. <laughs> well, go and have yeah. his breakfast whenever he got his mail. But yeah. he just wanted, didn't, he doesn't like, didn't like change um, at all yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people can understand sure. that everyone yeah. has their quirks and yeah. So I learned a lot from my dad that you know if people have the same mindset that he does and not say not trusting because he knows we're there's four of us, you know, my siblings and, um, he just didn't want to let out that information, wanted to hold it close to his chest. So
0: we did have it. Those. And and the beauty of this is that he doesn't have to disclose anything until after, right. He's gone. He can just write it down in the book. You don't have a copy of the book until he's no longer here. Exactly. Um, but I did notice like the first page of your book or one of the first pages of the book is, um, you know, fill this page out. What is it called? I'm getting there. Fill this page out and hand it to someone so that they know you have the book, right? right? And it's not right. a copy of the book. Please fill out the following information, rip out the page and send it to someone you trust to retrieve your workbook when the time comes. So basically it's like, I have this book, here's where it's located. Right. Um, and, and you give it, you have a couple of them in here and you can, yeah, give well, it I have two pages it. in case yeah. there's two
1: people, but you know, yeah. I do workshops pretty much around the workbook just to sit down and have people go through the book and, um, look at that. And I Say that's being really organized, but it's just to remind people if you when you fill out the workbook, you've put it in a safe place, make sure somebody knows, right? Make sure right. somebody knows that you've done it yeah. because otherwise, it's very much a moot issue. So, hopefully, even it's going to be with the person that you choose you know, either you're um, the person who's going to be the executive, the personal representative of yep. your state, or you know, a trusted loved one, whoever. But um, just to let them know you've done it, where it is, hopefully, you update it. It. On another page, there's you know a date of revision because okay. things change. Yeah, of course. You, know, you yeah. almost have to do it every year. Yeah. Um, as you know, you get CDs, you sell them. You get stock, you sell them. You get- Account you know, numbers change. Account numbers things change. change. Yep. Passwords. Passwords That's change all the time. That's a huge thing. That's
0: pages. So you mentioned that you do speaking or you do workshops mm-hmm. or speaking engagements. So we so we did one with you a long time ago. Was that the only one? Or we might've done a couple. I think we Years done a couple, ago. but your dad was the first one who ever <coughs> yeah. hosted me. So I appreciate Appreciate the whole McNamara family. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> and we, I was just saying off air that that we would love to do one again, mm-hmm. where we we you know we can reserve some space somewhere and mm-hmm. have some people um, purchase the book in advance mm-hmm. and show up to you know. Uh, you know, and you walk them through the concept, but also, right. you know, the specifics of filling out the book. I mean, right. can you talk a little bit more about what you actually do in those working sessions? Yeah, and? so I really love to do
1: it. I call them my interactive what-if workshops. And yes, the people gather, usually they're hosted by someone like yeah. you have yeah. done it before and maybe with your clients or with the community. Yeah, um, I just did one at Glastonbury Abbey a couple of weeks ago in Hingham and that was
0: wonderful, Okay, you know, so. I
1: wonder about it's like, the, really, like the senior
0: every, center something in town. You know, in town I or. do them
1: at a lot of senior centers. Yeah. I'm doing actually one at the Hanover Senior Center okay. in November. Um, a lot of senior centers, libraries, churches. Yeah. I love to do them at churches because they're intergenerational. And there you have the adult children and the seniors and the parents. And if yeah. you can, you know, if you can come as couples, it's great because, you know, I find that, Or like I said, we specified before, if you're single, it's really important that someone take care of your stuff. But even if you're married or in a relationship partnership, um, usually one or the other handles this sort of thing. They handle the investments, they handle the budget, they write the checks, they do the payments. And the other one sometimes doesn't have a clue as to what the financial situation is or where the checkbook right. is or what's an IRA. what's a 401k. Do you have long-term care insurance? Do you have life insurance? Those are the important things one of the spouses or partners might have. And it's like life insurance. If you bought life insurance to help your family out, you know, after you're passed, maybe to pay for the funeral, you got to tell them that right. you have we that. Need to know where that. Where's is. the paperwork? Yeah. What's the information? Update yeah. the information about beneficiaries and all that so anyway so at the workshops um, I so we go through the page by page and it kind of just gives the people the participants an idea okay what information do I need to get together um, your banks you know CDs pensions annuities those are the things that are sort of off the cuff as opposed to just mutual funds or stocks or something like that yeah um, so I'll, I'll write all that down and then we go through um, you know, the workbook, I don't know if we're gonna go through it specifically, but you know, is your car paid in full? Um, You know, your car, I had an interesting conversation. I always learn from my workshops and it depends who's there. So one... um, it's about the title of your car. So as you get older, um, you probably want to put your car like I have a wonderful husband. So usually, I always had my car in my name, and we had his car in his name. And then somebody said, you know, if something were to happen to one of you, the car, if it's not in, it, it should really be in both and of God's your names. names because if it's uh. not, it has to go through probate right. and all of that. So it's these little tips that I right. love to be able to give the participants. So now we have both of the cars, and I mean, it doesn't make a difference. So right. for now. it's an easy thing to just put your your names on but if something were to happen it just makes it easier do you have people bring documents to
0: that working session I
1: don't because they're usually about an hour and a half or two hours and that would take and it pretty much takes that time to go through the book just because I really encourage discussion. You know, I figure we can learn from each other like little tidbits that they had or a story that somebody else had about you know, because we talk about um, the important papers to have. I specifically like to talk about the healthcare proxy, um, the power of attorney and to have a will if not trust set up in what they are, who you choose for that um, especially the healthcare proxy who is somebody you choose if you were not able to speak, who would make your medical decisions for you. So you really want somebody who's strong, who makes share your ethical, moral, end of life wishes. Like some people want everything to be done to keep them alive. Some people say, if I don't have quality of life, um, I don't want to be kept alive in where is your parameter? Where are your parameters on that? And everybody has a has their own wishes. And I always stress, there's no right or wrong answer here. It's just, what is your personal um, outlook on that? Yeah, You know, and as you get older, you might want a DNR, do not resuscitate. I mean, my mother-in-law lived with us for seven years and she passed away, she was 96, but she did not want us to, if something happened, she went into some sort of a heart thing, or she did not want us to call the EMTs. She did not want to go to the hospital. Yeah, You know, she did, she wanted to die at home. She, so there are all these things that you don't don't think about that i know people say it's so morbid to think about that but to me it's just part of the circle of life and you know you really have to portray, you know tell the other people what your wishes are
0: well a lot of people are planners too and and just enjoy mm-hmm. planning in every aspect of their life and exactly. this is just another way to plan for end of life right. and there's a lot of people that i think would appreciate that and yeah. feel comforted by the fact that there's a plan you right. know there's just a lot of people that that appreciate Um, or get that satisfaction from having a plan no matter what it's about.
1: Right, right. So So these things, you know, their legal documents, the healthcare proxy, you can download um, on the Massachusetts. So it's, it is an advanced medical directive. In Massachusetts, mm-hmm. it's called the healthcare proxy and mm-hmm. other states it's called something else. But it's, you choose one or two people who will make your medical decisions for you. In in Massachusetts, it only has to be witnessed. You don't have to go through an attorney. Whereas a power of attorney is somebody who'll make you legal decisions for you. It's mm-hmm. another document. You can only get through an attorney, but it's somebody who'll make you legal documents. So many times it's the same person as the healthcare proxy, but it's somebody who's kind of more organized. They can, Someone they can, that can write ha- your check, Control
0: your financial affairs. Financial yeah. affairs. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 So that might be a different person. And then of course a will, if not a trust. And um, I really recommend you use an elder care attorney or an estate attorney, not your neighbor's best friend's nephew who is a divorce attorney or a real estate yeah. attorney because they know the questions to ask because yeah. everyone's situation is different. So... Do you have any idea how long it takes
0: people to go through the workbook itself, fill it out? It is, it's, you know, it takes a while. Yeah, I would imagine it's, I mean, it's, how many pages is it? It's like 100 pages, 60 pages. Yeah, Um, yeah, I would imagine it would take a couple sessions. So the first
1: part is like filling out who you'd want to contact and so you want to write down your, like I think we talked about your attorney, your financial planners, which friends, any groups you may be in, if you're in a poker club or an investment club or a book club or a part of a um, church or any kind of spiritual affiliation just so you'd want people to find out about that. So there's a lot about that. Like I tell the people at my workshop, so, again i have a wonderful husband two great kids but they probably though they know pe- the people in my life but they may not know my cousins my elementary school friends my high school friends yeah. college friends so i say in my workbook i say see my address book and in my address book i write down like who the people are that i'd want to contact outside of the people in our right. everyday in your immediate life circle yeah. yeah yeah so that sort of thing and then um So there's that to fill out. Then there's all the financial stuff and that's where you need to get the... Account numbers and usernames and passwords and all of that. Yeah, yeah. I
0: can remember like, like playing school when I was younger, and it, like it's really kind of fun to fill out paperwork. So yeah, I can imagine yeah. really enjoying going through this process. Right, that satisfaction of completing something. Yeah. So if you're that yes. type of person that really enjoys that, yeah, um, the the experience would be a rewarding one for many reasons. Right. But, um, we're gonna we are gonna take a quick break here in a minute. Um, okay. I'm speaking with uh, Gwen Morgan, who's the author of the What If Workbook. Um, you can actually uh, check her out. And the book at whatifworkbook.com. we're gonna after the break maybe talk some specifics about what's in the workbook mm-hmm. and all kind of things surrounding that um, if anyone has questions for us give us a call 781-837-4900 um, or join us and tell us about your experience we're just going to take a quick break and we'll be right back And we're back. Good morning. You're listening to McNamara on Money, educating the investors of the South Shore and the Merrimack Valley. I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed. You can always find out more about me at McNamaraFinancial.com. We also have McNamara of the Merrimack com uh, I'm speaking this morning with Gwen Morgan who is the author of the what if workbook and I've known Gwen I guess over a decade now yeah. but have not had you on the show for a while so thank you for being here thanks for having me again uh, Gwen was a little intimidated that the show is two hours long but I said don't you worry Gwen we are going to have plenty of stuff it to talk flies about by. It, does. Oh, it does you won't even
1: feel it it does. it does it
0: does I probably should have had a full calf coffee this morning that's yeah. what I'm thinking but I'll be fine I'll be fine um uh, if anyone wants to share an experience with us, maybe I think mm-hmm. would be great about someone passing and whether you know affairs were organized or not, or if anyone um, has gone through this process of organizing their information and giving the gift of preparedness to their loved one, whether it's via the what if workbook or, or another means, uh, please give us a call, 781-837-4900. Um, all right, so first of all, you can find out more about Gwen at whatifworkbook.com. You can probably order the book right there, right? You can. 25 bucks plus yep. shipping.
1: They're $24.99 $24.99. plus shipping. And they yep. also come as an ebook. Oh. So for people that, um, I, I personally prefer the hard copy. It comes with a nice spiral binding, so it's easy to fill out. But some people wanna just have it on the computer. Yeah. And so you order that, that's nineteen ninety five. Okay, And you order it and you get an electronic um document sent to you and then you just fill in the blank it's yeah. the same thing and you, can you just fill it in it. and yeah. then you well no do, you can always print, print it oh. probably no you do the workbook you want to do that but well you can do either way yeah. so, I'm a real conservationist so the thought of that so, is so, like well,
0: but some people are typers instead of
1: hand yeah so then yeah. they just
0: save it in their computer
1: yeah, okay. as a document and okay. then they can go in and open it up and revise it if they need to and then usually just mm-hmm. save it a lot of people save it to a thumb drive a um, little flash drive and so they want it to have yeah. it in a safe place just in case yeah of that
0: too. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's go through some of the specifics of the workbook. And I know that these are some things that um, you do when you have that Um, Your your speaking events or your Mm -hmm. working sessions to help people go through the book. Um, You know, I'm just you know the we talked about the first few pages, or you know, make sure someone knows that this book exists. Mm -hmm. You know, write down the name of someone that um, you trust, then then write the location of the book down so that you don't go through this work and um, and then no one knows about it and they find it six months after you pass and when it's too late. (laughs) Um, And then you know, obviously at the beginning, it's it's personal information um you know background information dates of revision of the workbook i think that's really cool people should pop in and um, update it once in a while right um right. contact information and and so this is where you're putting um the people in your immediate family mm-hmm. spouse partner parents in laws um Brothers and sisters, family. So these are just people to contact in the event something were to happen to to notify Uh them of your passing. And And again, that part, some of it a little redundant. You know, usually the family knows all this, but just in case. But you also have um, financial advisor, accountant, attorney, minister, priest, rabbi, or spiritual advisor, doctors, therapists, pharmacists, um, and social groups. That's really cool. So. Friends, neighbors, lawn care. Oh, so so household contacts is things to people to notify if mm-hmm. services will be ceasing, like lawn care, snowplow, trash pickup, stuff like that. Yeah. That so my dad actually suggested a lot on that page and that was for us uh, my
1: grandparents had a house up in Maine yeah. and it was my dad's and then it was going to go to us if you know upon his demise and so he said you know it would be really good for you guys to have because he rented it all summer and then we used it sort of as a place to go in the winter and because we weren't there that much and it was up in Maine he's you know when you have trusted professionals like who does the snow plowing right. who does the maintenance who does the lawn care um, and then again, if you know something happened to the house, who's your electrician? Who's your plumber? Because you know how hard it is to get those trusted people. So that's just for people here, even if it's one house. So like, for example, he had a condo and it did need some work. So we he left there in the book, which was great, who he used, yeah. you know, someone who's familiar with his home. So someone who's familiar with your home, you know, whether it's the primary home or the second home, sometimes they want to keep it in the family. Sometimes they want to fix it up and sell it, you know, for all of those circumstances, it's nice to know who knows your house. Right. You know.
0: And what about, like, you have doctors in here, for example? What, what, mm-hmm. I guess I wouldn't really have thought of that, but are they just notified so that the files can be closed out? Or, I mean, well, or do again, medical records it's a what if. Goes somewhere? Doesn't necessarily mean they're dying. Okay. It's fair like, enough. what if oh, okay, you're in a car
1: enough. accident and you're in a coma? Okay. And you can't speak. So hopefully okay. that whoever has been notified it's probably the person who's gonna handle your affairs. So when doctors are involved and, you know, again, yeah. I hadn't thought of it from
0: that angle, but yeah, it's- Or if if something were to come up after, like, who do you deal with? You know, so- Um, Cardiologist, all that. Yeah, and this is all like, you know, the the company, uh, vendors, for lack of a better word, you know, people that you're paying bills to and things like that. So those can all be. Yeah, so instead of waiting for the bills to start coming through, like who
1: is your cell service? Who's your um, utilities? Yeah, are you water, you know, your gas, your electric,
0: cable, all of that stuff. Um, okay, so I'm, now I'm skipping up to page 21 where it's children's information. Mm-hmm. This is probably a good example of one that it would be extremely useful in, in the event your children were younger. So exactly. someone was doing this on the younger side exactly, and had children who were dependents of them financially mm-hmm. and otherwise. Um, you know, I actually have an attorney friend who I borrowed that from. She says,
1: you know, and she's an estate attorney yep. and um, she does a lot of trust and all that. And she said, um, you know, when people go away, they spend more time organizing their information about their pets. Than they do oh about God. their kids. It is so true. Well, you it's don't think it's so it a true. Course. You don't want to go in that direction, and right. you don't really want to go in that direction. But it's what if you know? And so it's you know who can pick them up at school, who can't pick them up at school. What are their allergies? Yeah. What's what are their medications? What's their routine? So again, it's just something to think about to have. And some of it, you know, it's yeah, that's a hard one. For I me.
0: still, but I spend. Lots of time writing instructions down for our pet sitter mm-hmm. when we go away. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I just drop the kids off wherever. <laughs> yeah. they, or some, I mean, sometimes they're coming with us. But yeah, you, know, you just drop the kids off and and you assume everything's going to be fine. Right. But right. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. no, I have yeah lengthy instructions for my pet sitter because yeah. <laughs> I feel I, well, like those they things are, things are more exchanging. specific. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. But um, yeah. So just just something yeah. to think about, and that's why I think the workbook um, is really important once you have a child because. In one instance, you wanna name a guardian for that choice. So if something were to happen to both parents, um, who would you want to take care of the child? And then you'd need that in a will. So to get an attorney to just draw up maybe a basic will um, to have that guardian and who would oversee all the affairs?
0: A lot of this stuff kind of plays off of, of uh, the legal preparation mm-hmm. that people should do. Not that right. everybody does it, but right. um, yeah, certainly if you have younger kids, mm-hmm. you should have a will that indicates, you know, where your assets, um, you know, your wishes for your assets, but also mm-hmm. guardianship of of your um, children and yeah financial custodianship and all that. And I mean, obviously you wouldn't recommend having this book without having the legal documents, you right, know, first right. and foremost is, is get your legal affairs in order of, really yes. no matter your age. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you have children yeah. Um, yeah. or a family, but really no matter your age, there's, there's generally legal preparation that should be done. Right. And even I, one of yeah. my workshops, um, there was
1: a woman who's son, I think, had just gone off to college and the son is eighteen, so they're legal age. Yeah. And um, she saw like on Facebook or something that her son had fallen off a bunk bed and he was at the healthcare place and she didn't even know oh, and she God. called she, and they could not she could not get the information because he was of legal age. Yeah. and so before your child goes off to college or in the military or wherever, make sure you yeah. have a healthcare proxy or a, a Uh, medical advance directive, whatever state you're in. Yeah. Is that the the HIPAA form, right? It's it's a healthcare proxy is who would make your medical decisions if you're not able to. The HIPAA form allows. Or the HIPAA form would allow the privacy part. That's that's part of that, which you actually have to get through an attorney to do that. Just to get the directive, you name somebody who's gonna make your decisions for you and it's just witnessed. But yes, the HIPAA thing is another thing if you go through an attorney.
0: But it's just, it's it's very interesting sometimes, isn't it? I've heard that before about uh, stories of you know kids going off to college mm-hmm. and, and parents not being able to get the medical information because right. you know for the past eighteen years you know mom <laughs> you or dad it is granted, in, yeah. right you took it for granted you you know I'm you, their parent what are you talking exactly. about exactly yeah yeah just you know put that for for people with kids going off to college put you know it's a busy time but put that on your list of things to think about and
1: again it's you know. Hopefully, but for the grace of God, it's not going to happen. yeah, but there's just those circumstances. so yeah,
0: yeah, and i'm they, assuming I'm assuming the student uh, needs to turn eighteen before you can have that document prepared because the student needs to sign off right right the it's, the their of majority, pro- yeah, it's their health care process and they would choose, yeah.
1: I'm sure, as parents right um and then you need a couple witnesses, and then they have the legal right to, I believe it's yeah. even ask for the information
0: that's what But, but you I, may need the HIPAA. That's I think point. the HIPAA is the information sharing. Maybe an estate planning attorney could call us and correct us. Yeah, if but we're if wrong you by. have a health, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, yeah.
1: Again, estate planning attorney, they know all the answers. So. Um, yeah, I've heard
0: that before. That's that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Under uh, also under children's information, um, you know, recent illnesses, medications, you know, super important stuff. If you're not able to be around for your kids. Um, Contact an emergency. Where are the documents? Recent picture. Okay, cool. I love this. Yeah. Um, all right, what's m- moving on? What's after children? Financial information. Yeah. Okay. So um, you're asking how long it takes to fill out. This is where
1: you just have to get work. all of your documents yeah. out and put, you know, the, it asks for, I think, you know, where your banks are, your checking accounts, your savings accounts, your um, investment Pieces, your financial, like yeah. McNamara, yeah. hopefully. Yeah. And um, yeah, and what do you have? And I think a lot of people... Um, Maybe forget to write down, you know, their IRAs, their 401ks, you know, health insurance, um, life insurance, especially if you have life insurance, long-term care insurance, like pensions, annuities. Yeah. Um, it's and I think I've mentioned them in there to um, kind of remind people of the important things and to write down the account numbers. And if you deal specifically with a person at a specific yeah. organization, you want to write them down. Check the beneficiaries; that can change. I've heard a lot of stories, which is amazing to me, that, you know, unfortunately, a couple goes through a divorce and before the beneficiary was always the husband, the spouse or partner, whichever they chose. And then they kind of forget to go and change that if they don't want that person to be the beneficiary anymore. Oh, people hardly ever review
0: their yeah. beneficiaries. Yeah. We, we I make it mandatory. Like when I sit with my clients about once a year, mm-hmm. I always bring up a review of beneficiaries, yep. but I don't always have access to everything. I don't have access oftentimes to their life insurance policy, you know, who right. the beneficiaries are there or mm-hmm. if they have any individual stocks or anything like that, if there's beneficiaries there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very, I think it's very infrequent that mm-hmm. beneficiaries are reviewed, which I, and I, I think it's incredibly important to do so. Sure, and uh, and you know, what one of the common um, things that I hear people express when they're talking about their wishes for or, you know naming their beneficiaries, some people, if they have multiple kids, they mm-hmm. might say, you know, I'm just going to leave it to this one kid, maybe it's the older or the more responsible one financially. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just leave it to this person and they'll divide it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I know. And it's, I, I, <laughs> Wow. I hear that, that more is very frequently dangerous. than you would imagine. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, just to, just to touch on that for a moment, first of all, if you're talking about, ret, you know, naming a beneficiary on a retirement account, mm-hmm. please don't name one person and assume that they're going to split it not that they wouldn't split it, you know, but from a tax point of view, mm-hmm. it is. Um, that's a huge no-no because mm-hmm. then that one beneficiary that you name, in order for him or her to divide those assets amongst whether it's their siblings or, or whomever, um, they have to bear the entire tax burden. Unless you're talking about a Roth IRA, but they're bearing the tax burden in order to access the money to divide it between some other people, Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it's just not that you not that you can't. It would be a lot of work, but you could calculate what the tax burden is and Mm -hmm. you know, take it from the proceeds. But it's a ton of work, yeah. um, And it's just much 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 cleaner to name your beneficiaries outright, Mm -hmm. however you want your funds divided. So yeah, I hear that. Much more frequently than you could imagine, and I and I always, um, you know, cl- clean that up when when someone has named that. It's not. Not so much an issue when it's when you're naming a beneficiary in a non-retirement account. I was playing with my pen and it broke, and then I and then I dropped it. But um, not as much of an issue when you're talking about a non-retirement account. But still, there can be tax consequences involved mm-hmm. with dividing those assets. And, sure. And you know, not to mention if assets go into one from a legal perspective, mm-hmm. if assets go into one person's name and that person wants to divide it amongst their siblings, you know, what if there's a a divorce I- in the works? What if there's um, a loss? Suit. And, and, you know, the, those assets are on the table for that one person, and they might not ever be divided, or mm-hmm. they might be divided, um, you know, a, a smaller amount. And so that's just a, you know, any estate planning attorney, I'm sure, or any financial professional would um, encourage people to to rethink their beneficiary designations if they're just naming one person and assuming that person will divide it. Even if it's the most trustworthy person, right. it's just not a good, it's not a good thing from idea. a tax or a legal point of view. Yeah,
1: yeah we talk about um, this at my workshops too is just like, it's such a hard thing, but you really want to ask an attorney how to do it because you may have, you know, four kids and one of them may not be as responsible. So you might not want them to get it all at once. And maybe they, you specify in your legal documents that they get so much every year instead of the whole thing. Yeah, And yeah, and, and even in the best, it's like in my case, I'm the youngest of four and we're all, love each other We did, and when my father passed away and, he, and it did go to everyone but we have um, they have a summer cottage and so now that's ours and it's amazing how divisive it can be. Oh, yeah. Just you know well we don't want to put that much money into it but we yeah. have to put that much money into it but yeah. we're in different, e- different economic situations mm-hmm. so some you know, some people may, that may be the retirement that they were counting on. And it gets really sticky even between the best of families. I always say, you -hmm. know, somebody passing, a parent passing in particular, does not bring out the best in Absolutely. a family because it, it gets, it's just, it's, it's emotionally involved and it's, you know, financially involved and oh my. Yeah. Yeah. So we, to think that I to leave that responsibility to someone and even if it's a yeah. trustee of the, they can, they can legally like get paid for doing the services. And then, yeah. well, does that
0: one person, do you want them to get paid? Oh, it brings up a lot. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, we yeah. see it all the time as well in our business. And yeah, yeah even the so, most close-knit families can fight over money. Money and is it's just so such a sad. Of stress, yeah. It's very, very sad. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I actually had one, I have a, a, f- a few clients in the same family and there was one property, um, there was one property that mom owned Mm-hmm. and lots of beneficiaries, lots of kids that it was gonna be divided amongst. And before she passed, they they had a conversation about, you know, what what happens to the property when I'm not here. Mm-hmm. And they had like a family meeting and, and you know, I wasn't there, but, for, you know, from what I understand, the family meeting didn't go all that well, even in advance, even just the discussions of the mm-hmm. property mm-hmm. Um, were perhaps contentious or just weren't very pleasant. And, um, and in, even though it wasn't the right, maybe wasn't the right financial or tax um, decision. Mom made the decision to sell the property in advance of her death to avoid really? the family going through that Yeah, because she didn't want her family to go through that. So yep. she just made the decision wow. I'm gonna liquidate the property and tax consequences to do that. But you know what? It's an easier divide- at her passing, because she's passing cash or investments, mm-hmm, and it's in—it's mm-hmm. a clear division. Yeah, but if there was again in our yeah. situation, it's a—it's a house that you know
1: we just love. Oh so like, sure, in yeah, the yeah, legacy, yeah. but yeah, yeah. but yeah. and so I remember years ago, maybe when my dad again was still alive in in of good sound mind and all of that We, I said you know let's sit down with dad what do we want to do because I have an older brother that lives out of country you know so there's a lot oh, of things yeah. to talk about and the yeah. older brother said I don't want to talk about it we'll just do what dad wants and dad my father said well you can just do what you guys want oh. and then so he just yeah. didn't want to get into the yeah. that and now there's you know different
0: Opinions. other not, opinions. It's not really
1: bad, but I hear more about it. it can be just brutal and tear a family apart. Yeah.
0: Well, what you know, what, yeah. one one beneficiary might want the proceeds from that asset. Mm-hmm. They might have a need for the cash or a desire for the cash. And right. you know what? But you know, one one or multiple might want to keep the property. And right. you know, maybe the others can buy them out. But what if they can't buy them out? You know, what right. if they can't?
1: I know. Or don't want to take a mortgage and to buy if out one or get bought out? Yeah. Can they
0: still use it at all?
1: Did I have I to I would say no it? for sure on that. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah. but I'm telling you, it's really an yeah. interesting thing. Yeah. So it, we're in the process I, of actually of making an LLC. And so okay. we don't even know what that's going to entail. But okay. And we don't even know what the parameters are,
0: but that's a whole nother topic, I guess. But it gets complicated. I, I had this conversation one time with an estate planning attorney mm-hmm. on the air and um, we were talking about this. And I'm, I'm pretty sure she said that they like if you put in your legal documents, you can spell out your wishes and what you want to happen with that property, whether Mm -hmm. it's liquidated or whether, you know, this person retains it and the other two, you know, take a cut from other assets in the estate, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I forget the specifics, but she was basically like, you know, you. It's great to plan for that in advance. Put that in your legal documents as far as what's going to happen to this property. Have the conversations in advance if yeah. you
1: are able yeah. to have that conversation. <laughs> right, where you were saying because your father just to sit yeah. down and talk yeah. about it, I like know. you said in your example with her, a lot, and the mother ended up just saying, "When I pass, you know, sell it." Yeah, which well, is, she, already, oh, she already sold it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But um, so to have that conversation, and, and it's hard to think about even what am I going to want in 10, 20, 30 years? You just don't know. Yeah. And so it's a hard, sure. it's a hard conversation, but see, that's why yeah. I wrote the workbook. For that, you Yeah, know, that's getting really on a different whole thing, but just the basics of getting at least your financial things together because things down the road can get complicated. Absolutely. yeah. yeah. And just get a feel for it. like, do you wanna use the place? Do you wanna rent it? How do you think you're gonna be? And then there's, you know, once you get older and you have children and then it's thinking about yeah. what are they gonna wanna do with it? Cause in our case, that's kind of, we're all older now. We all have kids who are adults in their twenties or thirties. yeah. And so how are they gonna use it? And once they have kids. <laughs> it
0: gets really sticky. And when how's it, the spouse yeah. involved? Because there may, be, you know, you never know. It gets particularly sticky with real estate mm. being an illiquid mm-hmm. asset, and mm. you know, being having the emotional uh, families having the emotional ties to it, yes. and and it being very uh, can be difficult to sell. It depends on what the real estate market is doing, exactly. and yeah, um, yeah, I think that's one of the most um, complicated. It is components of, of passing your assets to the next generation uh-huh. um, much more simple with regards to investment accounts generally speaking right that's just um, liquidate yeah distribute hopefully you know in whatever yeah. way has been decided yeah, yeah. Um, so your workbook is great I'm looking at page 26 and 27 and it's just kind of going through hey write down any financial mm-hmm. accounts that you have yeah. um, bank accounts financial accounts and you're pretty good about you know listing Pretty much anything that they would own—that's a financial instrument—and mm-hmm. so people don't forget. But yeah, I, um, you know, I, I come across a lot of people that have stepped into an inheritance or they're managing their parents' estate, um, and oftentimes it'll be, you know, six months later, something comes in the mail, and oops, we forgot about this. Yeah, and yes, um, yeah, yeah, so great to have it all in one place, and you even have a spot for username and password for you know the online access because these days. N- not everything is coming in the mail anymore. Mm-hmm. Things might you well, know, be going right the, to email. Well, that's the
1: online access, usernames, passwords, and to keep them up to date. And so for mine, I give this tip at the, you know, in mine, I have like, two Excel pages of usernames, passwords for all my stuff. And it includes, yeah. you know, LL Bean or retailers and, you know, but then a lot of financial stuff and airlines and that kind of thing. So I have in mind, go to my computer and go to blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. go to blah, blah, blah. And so I have the the document where that is. Yeah. And so they can access that because I change that all the time to list them all in the workbook. Unless you have just a few, that's crazy. Because now they encourage you to do it that way. Every six months, sometimes you have to. So that's a hard thing to keep track of. So to let people know where that is, so they can access your.
0: There are now um, like password aggregators, pieces of software. So, for example, in our business and and in my personal life, I have a password aggregator, Mm -hmm. which is a piece of software. Mm Um, and it stores all your passwords for all your websites, so you can have mm-hmm. really complicated passwords for, and sec- you know, secure passwords, unhackable supposedly uh-huh. for your banking and your financial websites yep. and stuff like that. But you don't need to remember them because your piece of software is mem- remembering right. them. But you need a password to get, to get into, into the software, software. <laughs> and you
1: need a password to get into the computer to get into the software. Right. Um, so that is right. the importance. Even your yeah. cell phone. You know, yeah, yeah. can I be- leave what your cell phone password is? Or right now, it's becoming face recognition, so I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I personally yeah. don't even have a password on my cell phone because I don't. I don't do banking on it. I'm yeah. like, you know, I'm kind of a little old school. Yeah, I don't yeah. like to put a lot of things on my phone. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, um, the password is a big thing to write those down. And yeah. actually, the, my more recent addition to the workbook is to write down even your passwords for like Facebook and LinkedIn, your social network things, yeah. Instagram, all that, so that somebody could go in and close it. Close, Close it. Yeah. You know, announce something that something has happened to you yeah. or whatever. So, yeah.
0: Um. And that wasn't a big deal a while ago, but now it's I I had an attorney. <coughs> excuse me. I had an an estate planning attorney recently who's um been on the show Danielle Vaness. She she's an estate planning attorney in Hangam. I don't mm-hmm. know if you ever ran across her, mm-hmm. but um she as part of her legal uh package that she delivers to her clients her her estate planning package includes mm-hmm. a document that that allows someone access to your social networks Mm. so that if someone doesn't know your password, Mm-hmm. They have this legal document that they can show to Facebook or Instagram or whatever to show that they have almost like power of attorney yeah. over your social network. Okay. And I forget what she calls the document. Maybe she has her own name for this document, but it's basically to for this if there's no password written down or if it was changed and you didn't update your spreadsheet or right, your book right. and someone wanted to get into your social network to close it down or whatever. Um, it's it's a do, it's a legally enforceable document mm-hmm. that she would show to the. social social media providers so that they can have access. I guess that's like the new thing in the legal document world because- I mean, because we're directed by- Computers and social media and social stuff. And it's a big part of people's lives now. Right. Or, or it's exactly. at least a part of people's lives now. And, it, and it's a way to, like you were just saying, to announce or, you know, let's how they know tell their that. stories. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was super interesting. And
1: yeah. Um, so that brings up actually yeah. something I wanted to mention is a lot of people ask if the What If Workbook is a legal document yeah. or legal. And it's not. It's just your wishes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it helps you know, when we get to the end of life wishes, especially, you know, that just helps your family know what kind of service you want, you don't want a service, you know, more specifics about it. Um, But I do say to bring the workbook to your attorney,
0: maybe it could be made part of your legal plan. Sure, Um, uh, so, in in the in preparation for prepa- in <laughs> preparing to have your legal documents drafted, I mm-hmm. uh, you know most attorneys might go through something similar. So, right. so perhaps right. you know they could be you know um, interchangeable or something. This could be used in the legal process or vice versa. Right, you go through that process anyway with many estate planning attorneys. Um, all right, we just we're going to take a quick break. I'm Alyssa McNamara Reed. I'm talking with Gwen Morgan. We're talking about her "What If" workbook. Um, and the, giving the gift of preparedness to your loved ones. You can find out more about her at whatifworkbook.com. Um, we're just going to take a quick break and we'll come right back.